0: Well, thank you, everybody, for joining us. I'm Father Chris Alar here at the National Shrine of the Divine Mercy. We have a cold day here. It's just below freezing, and um, we had to end up changing our topic. I apologize for the confusion. People were wondering, Father, are you here today? What's your topic going to be? Yes, we were originally going to do Martyrs because we're coming up on a big week of martyrs, St. Stephen and um, the Holy Innocents and Thomas Becket. But in light of the situation uh, that the Church has been talking about recently and uh, the blessing of same-sex unions, or should say same-sex couples, um, Rome just issued our General Superior and General Counsel an official statement of the Marian Fathers which is so important because so many of you have been asking, Father, what is this about and what am I to make of it and what are the Marians saying about it? Well, that's what we're going to do today. Now, you might have seen a couple of our videos and homilies and short clips the last week. All of that's still true, but I've been able to, working late last night, Brother Mark and I were up all night, I think I have found something that explains this whole thing. And I feel really confident what we're going to present today. And so the whole point is what we're going to do is we're first going to define a blessing. A lot of people don't even know what a blessing is. It sounds basic, but if we don't know that, we're, we're lost. Um, we're going to summarize this document, Fudicio Supplicans, and then we're going to talk about the former prefect of the Congregation of the Doctrine of the Faith and what he said, I think, summarizes it all. Then we're going to read you... Father General's official Marian statement. Wow. So, some good stuff. Let's begin with a prayer in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, we ask you send the Holy Spirit down upon us to open our minds and hearts, to uh, discern your will, to have the wisdom, to know the teaching of Holy Mother Church, and always to remain faithful to the gospel. We ask all this through Christ our Lord, Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So, I wanted to spend a lot of time on what are blessings, but when I looked at everything, I'm going to have to race through the blessings part, but this is important. Um, Now, regarding this whole issue, few things have rocked the church like this has this last week. I mean, including the scandal. It's really— unbelievable. Um, there is obviously an ambiguity, a lot of confusion, and that's why I'm here today to try to clarify that. I'm not saying I have all the answers, but I'm going to others that I believe do, and, and we're going to save you a lot of time because you're like, Father, I don't feel like being up all night with you and Father, Brother Mark and going through all these documents and all of this. We did it for you, so that's why you're here with us. Now, There is a disagreement um, under what this document is trying to convey. Are we blessing the sinner? Are we blessing the sin? Or are we blessing both? Well, the church has always taught we can't bless the sin. We can always bless the sinner. I'll give you an example. A woman who's had an abortion... This is the example Cardinal Mueller gave. A woman who's had an abortion, even if she hasn't fully repented, but, you know, she knows she's in need of something, we can bless the woman, but we cannot bless the abortion clinic. We cannot. We cannot do that. It's contrary to the will of God. And we'll explain. Now, um, I had a video, but we were unable, my fault, um, showing a video. A lot of the confusion is coming from the media and rogue priests. We're going to show you a video clip of ABC News interviewing Father James Martin. And they were saying, how beautiful it is, Father, that you're explaining same-sex relationships in light of the gospel. Have no idea where ABC News came up with that. Because Father James Martin's position is not in light with the gospel in terms of church teaching on same-sex relations. And so we have a few of these rogue priests that are trying to read more into this document than it is there. That's the purpose today to clarify for you. All right. Now, let's look at our next slide. This is Cardinal Fernandez. He is now the one in head of the dicastery for the doctrine of the faith. Now... He wrote it. Actually, Pope Francis did not write this. Everybody's turning on Pope Francis. Pope Francis didn't write it, this cardinal did, saying that it is not the union that is blessed, not the relationship, but the couple. Well, how do you separate that, okay? However, that's why it's problematic, since what defines a couple as couple is precisely their being in a union. This is the challenge. Now, I do have to admit one thing. I apologize this talk. Just as I was preparing to pull up the slides on my cell phone to follow along, I saw breaking news. Cardinal Fernandez clarifies his statements. I just saw it three minutes ago. So, if, you're gonna, if you've already watched it, because it's a couple hours old, if you've already watched it, I may be saying something here or not saying something that he has clarified. So I apologize for that. Let me be clear. I just saw the breaking news from, a. it was just posted a couple hours ago. I didn't see it this morning. It says Cardinal Fernandez clarifies this document. And a fidicia suplicans. Um, and so um, this, this could have something. I don't know. But I will certainly watch it after this. Now. Here's the problem. The word couple is used in this document. A lot of this confusion, you heard me say earlier this week, I believe could have been avoided by just not using the word couple, just by saying blessing individuals in irregular relationships, because we can do that. So blessing the person or the individual would have, I think, not cause so much confusion. Because the word couple has two meanings. The first thing you got to do when you don't understand a document is you go to the definition of the keywords. So if you go to the definition of couple, couple could be used as an adjective. Um, how many people are in line for, for confession? Oh, there's a, there's a couple people in line for confession. Does that mean they have any relationship? No. And I said that's kind of where I hope the church was coming from. The problem is the other definition of couple are those involved in a sexual relationship, the noun, and that is primarily what most people think when they hear those two are a couple. That's the confusion. Now, to avoid the confusion and and scandal, we cannot bless same-sex unions we cannot bless the relationship. The question is, is that what this document is saying? Or, as Colonel Fernandez says, is it saying we're not blessing the union, we're blessing the people? Well, this is why myself and Father Don Calloway this week issued a letter the day before yesterday to our Marian brothers. I, I don't have a picture of it, but it, 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 somebody did post it online. I'm going to read it to you real quick because this is the official statement of the province, and then at the end of this talk, I'm going to read you the letter from our superior general. I took some highlights out. But this is the letter from me as provincial superior that I got permission from Rome to share now, that gives our position in the province. This was written on December 21st by myself and Father Don Calloway, the vicar provincial. Dear brothers, As Marians of the Immaculate Conception, it is our duty and moral obligation to uphold the teaching of the Catholic Church as as has been handed down to us through divine revelation and the deposit of faith. Thus, I believe it is necessary to provide some guidelines in regards to the dicastery for the doctrine of the faith's recent declaration, fiducia um, supplicant, suplicans, dated December the 18th. The manifest purpose of this document of the Holy See, and I borrowed some language here from the British bishops, is to quote, this is from the document, the possibility of blessing couples in irregular situation and same-sex couples. However, the document states that such blessings are performed, quote, from the document, without officially validating their status or changing in any way the church's teaching on marriage. So it says we're not changing the church teaching on marriage. It's only between a man and a woman. Therefore, these are my words, to ensure this latter statement that nothing's changed in church teaching, that it is, I'm ensuring, I want to ensure that it is adhered to no clergy, no Marians, either ordained priests or deacons, may bless irregular relationships, unions, or couples within our province of the United States and Argentina or while traveling abroad. The reason for this is the document proposes a call for discernment which may lead to bestowing blessings not just on the persons, which is okay, but on the actual same-sex or unmarried union itself, which is not okay, even according to the document. We see no situation, here I borrowed a term from the bishops, we see no situation in which such a blessing of a couple could be properly and adequately distinguished from some level of approval of the irregular relationship. Meaning, if you're going to bless it, that really appears you're approving it. We can't have that. It leads to scandal of the faithful. Such blessings, liturgical, meaning the church gives you the words, or spontaneous, meaning the priest creates his own words, would work against the legitimate care a priest or deacon owes to his flock. I finish. It needs to be emphasized, however, that blessings of individual persons struggling in sin, but striving to do the will of God and adhere to church teaching is not only allowed, but strongly encouraged. As Jesus told St. Faustina, the greater the sinner, the greater the right. We know this. Thus, we will continue to bless the sinner But we cannot in any way bestow blessings that may infer that we are condoning or blessing the sin of irregular union. So in other words, we can bless the sinner. We cannot bless the sin. And I realize I have an old copy of the letter we actually added in. Even in the diocese where we work, we can't do this blessing. Even if the diocese says it's okay, we we can't as Marians. That's per my direction and that of Father Don Calloway. Now, before you turn me off, let me explain why. I think you're going to be very surprised when we walk through this talk today, why. And so, I'm not the only one who feels this way. Many others do too. Let's look at our next slide. This is the Nigerian bishops. You know what the Nigerian bishop conference said? There is therefore no possibility in the church of blessing, same-sex unions, and activities. That would go against God's law, the teachings of the church, the laws of our nation, and the cultural sensitivities of our people. How about the Polish bishops' conference? People who are in same-sex relations, they said, quote, cannot receive a blessing. Now, I think what they mean is not not the people, meaning the relationship, the British confraternity of the Catholic clergy. They said you cannot distinguish between a blessing and approval. So if you're blessing the person, it's going to seem you're approving what they are asking to be blessed, them and the relationship. Archbishop Petta and Athanasius Snyder in Kazakhstan, they said they are banning the blessings of homosexual couples. Malawi, the bishops, There, they forbid the blessings of all homosexual unions. Ukraine, the Ukraine bishops have now said there will be no blessing for the activity of living in sin. Zambia bishops said we forbid the blessings of homosexual couples. Cameroon, we formally prohibit all blessings of homosexual couples in the church here. I just found out this morning that severe canonical penalties will be issued for those in the Newton Diocese of the Melkite Catholic Church, for those who do. So as you can see, the Marian Fathers are not alone. We are standing for the Church. We're not being disobedient, and I'll explain that later, because the question says, Father, you're being disobedient. No, we're going to explain that too. All right, now, let's do a little bit of a base explaining of what is a sacramental. or I should say, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, what is a blessing? Because it is a sacramental. Okay, so let's go to our next slide. Blessings come under the category of a sacramental. There you see the priest giving a blessing. There's other people around, but notice he's blessing one woman. All right, now you can bless families. You can bless married couples. This is not out of the ordinary but blessings come under what we call sacramental what is a sacramental it's a special prayer an action or an object which prepares a person to receive grace and better cooperate with grace so a rosary is a sacramental a scapular is a sacramental and what's more powerful An exorcism or confession? Actually confession. You know why? Confession is a sacrament. That's where you actually get the grace. A sacramental prepares you, properly disposes you to receive the grace. So guess what, everybody? When you go to an exorcism, that's driving the demon out so that you are disposed and ready to receive what? The actual grace of confession. So a sacrament is greater than a sacramental. So we're putting a lot of emphasis here on blessings, but they're not to the level of a sacrament. A sacrament says you must be in a state of grace to receive it. I can't, well, of course, confession, not because that's why you go, but like Holy Communion, a sacramental blessing or a blessing as part of that. We want to be in a state of grace. Now, however, these can be really anything simple too, all right? When you walk into the church, what do you do? Take your finger, you put it in holy water, and you bless yourself in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Do you know that that is a sacramental? The action, blessing, the water... That is a sign of your baptism. So you're aware of God's presence, and it disposes you now to receive grace. You're calling on the Lord, in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. In his name, I'm calling you to be present with you, Father, God the Father. And so, unlike a sacrament, a sacramental, like a blessing, does not confer the grace of the Holy Spirit. A sacrament does, gives you the actual grace. Sacramental gets you ready for it. And so we have to understand this. Um, A sacramental helps, as I said, to dispose you to receive the actual grace. So you are the sinner being blessed to receive God's grace. Now, throughout Scripture, we find God and man using many blessings. The church has instituted various blessings for people and object to get them ready for God's grace. Catechism, did you know this? 1669, can you bless things? No, Father, I can't bless things, only priests can. Well, don't you bless your meal before you eat it? Parents, don't you bless your children? Put a little cross on their forehead, you have the authority. If you have the authority over something, you can bless it now here's what the catechism says every baptized person is called to be a blessing and to bless hence lay people may preside over certain blessings like a parent can bless your child you can actually bless an image of divine mercy and hang it on your door that caused a lot of confusion when we did that earlier Um, the more though a blessing concerns ecclesial or sacramental life though that is reserved for the priesthood for the deacons and the bishops and the priests you though can bless things you can bless food you can bless your children you can bless basic things when a priest does this he's asking God's help for those people being blessed or being dedicated to sacred service like a religious so a priest's blessing is imparted with the weight of the church. Therefore, it has very important in the eyes of God. Very important. Now, the value of the blessing depends, though, on you. Are you disposed to receive it? What is your individual sincerity? Are you seeking God? Or are you trying to make a political statement when you get blessed? Yeah, I want my relationship, same-sex relationship, blessed, so we can go to the newspaper and say the Catholic Church approves what we do in our bedroom. Ah. And I appreciate Father Matt, Tom, and he sent me a lot of information on this, on what blessings are. And so it's up to you. Now, let's finish up with blessings. Let's go to our next slide. There's two types. There's invocative and constitutive. Um, Constitutive. This is the two types. Now, in the invocative blessing, you invoke the good... But there's no change in anybody's condition, like a parent blessing a child. You're invoking the good. The blessing of objects and places, that's more blessing them so that, like your car, so that you will be safe when driving it. But the constitutive um, um, is invoking a minister, like a priest, a bishop, or a deacon, Um, and, and they will signify the permanent sanctification of what's being blessed. For instance, a new priest, when he's ordained, is blessed. He's set aside for God to be holy. Or an object in his mass, a chalice, is blessed. It's set aside for him to be holy. That's why we can't turn churches into bars. I don't understand this, because the church has been blessed. You can't unbless it. You have to, it's been consecrated. But then they have this deconsecration. It's, it's crazy. So what is going on here with all of this blessings? What is the church meaning? Well, I want to say two things first. Our Lady of Good Success said, matrimony, this was back in 1600, matrimony will be profaned in a multitude of ways, resulting in iniquitous laws with the objective of doing away with the sacrament of marriage. Now listen to this. Listen to what Mary said. Making it easy for everyone to live in sin. Encouraging the procreation of illegitimate children born without the blessing of the church. Wow. Our Lady of Akita, the work of the devil will infiltrate into the church in such a way that one will see cardinals opposing cardinals, bishops against bishops, priests who venerate me will be oppressed by their confreres, churches and altars will be sacked. Have you been watching the news? Smashing statues of Our Lady, smashing church windows, having sexual relations on altars. This is all over the news. The church will be full of those who accept compromises and the demon will repress many priests and consecrated souls to leave the service of God. Wow. So what does the USCCB said about all this? The United States Conference of Catholic Bishops. What is their official statement? I found it. Let's go to our next slide. The church's teaching on marriage has not changed with this document according to the USCCB. And this declaration affirms that while also making an effort to accompany people through the imparting of pastoral blessings because each of us needs God's healing, love and mercy in our lives. Okay, here's the thing, everybody. A lot of people are saying, is this just an attempt to appease the German bishops? Maybe. But the problem is it's probably gone too far. Let's look at our next slide. This is Bridget Mach, the vice president of the Central Committee of German Catholics. She's the head of the Catholic bishops. Yeah, hmm. She said, in light of Rome's permission to grant blessings to couples in irregular unions and same-sex couples, the German bishops will continue as planned to work out a handout for the blessing ceremonies to give to priests. This ignores the document. The document said if we're going to do this, it has to be a spontaneous blessing." It cannot be a liturgical set blessing of the church. She just said, we're going to do that. That totally violates the document. This totally goes against it. Then she celebrated that despite Rome not changing the church teaching officially on marriage and sexuality, it nonetheless has now changed church practice on the question of giving blessings to couples outside of marriage, basically condoning adultery and sodomy. This is the problem. You have rogue people out there defining this what they want, confusing all the laity. Now, I'm not saying the document isn't inherently confusing. It is. It has ambiguity that we're going to go through. But this is the problem, she said, quote, "'Until now, there was always the question "'of whether the church teaching on relationships "'and sexuality had to change "'before a blessing could be given. "'But now it's the other way around. "'The doctrine of the church has not yet been changed "'and doesn't have to, "'because a blessing is possible, "'and they're gonna now make it liturgical, "'which is forbidden by the Declaration, In my view, this opens up a very important bridge into practice, a practice that we have had in Germany for many years and which is thus greatly strengthened. Now, it seems they're going to do it liturgically. Even the document itself says you can't do that. What about Archbishop Chaput, great Catholic, he referenced 1 Corinthians 14, 33. God is not the author of confusion, but of peace. Here's what he said. Confusion among the faithful can often be a matter of innocent individuals who hear something but just don't understand it. Confused teaching, however, is another matter. It is never excusable. Deliberate or persistent ambiguity, anything that fuels misunderstanding or seems to leave an opening for objectively sinful behavior, is not of God, and it inevitably results in damage to individual souls and to our common church life. The document is a double-minded exercise in simultaneously affirming and undercutting Catholic teaching on the nature of blessings and their application to irregular relationships. Okay, everybody, here's what we're gonna do now. We're gonna walk through this document. I'm going to, I've summarized it so you don't have to read it. I've pulled out the major points. It's not real long, but this will give you an idea of what the document we think is trying to say, and then we're gonna explain what the problems are with it. All right, this is the document. Fiducia Supplicans, and this is by Cardinal Fernandez, who's opening up the possibility of blessing same-sex couples. All right, I'm just going to highlight a few of the paragraphs. Paragraph four. They emphasize that marriage is only between a man and a woman. This is firm, they say. Rites and prayers that cause confusion about this are inadmissible. Oh, okay, that sounds good. Paragraph five. When it comes to blessings, the church has the right and the duty to avoid any right, R-I-T-E, that might contradict marriage between a man and a woman or lead to confusion. It reaffirms the CDF responsum, um, uh, responsum of the CDF in 2021. And this response from the CDF in 2021 said the church does not have the power to impart blessings on unions of persons of the same sex. Well don't we have a contradiction here? They acknowledge in paragraph 5 that the church does not have the power to impart blessings on unions of persons of the same sex. So they're not using the word union, they're using the word couple. Is it a play on words? Is it a hidden agenda? Or do they truly mean just the people, which would not be the union? Let's look at this. Paragraph six. A blessing must be tied directly to the specific union of a man and a woman. Therefore, there is a risk of confusing with a blessing given to any other union with the right that is proper to the sacrament of marriage. What does that mean? They're admitting that you can't bless two same-sex people with the official right of the church. R-I-T-E. What they are going to say in a moment is that you can do it spontaneously with your own words from your heart. That's the difference. A liturgical blessing, that is the right that they are admitting. A blessing must be tied directly to the specific union of a man and a woman in marriage, so there is a risk of confusing a blessing in any other kind of union that the right gives us, like marriage. So, in other words, they're saying you can't use a marriage blessing on a same-sex couple. They are admitting that. So, so far, so good. Really, you know, this is what I think Father Mark Goring was getting at. And a lot of you, I know, wrote some negatives about Father Mark Goring. I, I respect him, and I I think he he's referring to this. What I've just read so far totally is within church teaching. It's not redefining it, right? It's it's still holding to the church. But however, here's where it gets dicey. Paragraph seven. But we need to broaden the meaning of blessings. Ah, now we run into the difficulty. So, jump to paragraph nine. From a strictly liturgical point of view, a blessing requires that what is blessed be conformed to God's will, as is taught in church teaching. Paragraph 10. There is a care to do so with things, places, and circumstances to make sure they do not contradict the law or the spirit of the gospel. Same-sex unions don't do that. Well, then, Father, what are you talking about here? They are talking in a strategical, or excuse me, specifically, strictly, a liturgical point of view. So you know what they're going to say? We're not going to do the liturgical blessing. We're going to do a pastoral blessing. So again, is this mercy? Or is this semantics? Is this love? Or is this an agenda? That's what we got to look at. This is a liturgical understanding of blessings in so far as they are rites, r i t e s. So even this document is saying we can't mess with the rights of the church. The blessing you give a couple and the right of marriage cannot be used on same-sex couples. Can't do it. And again, many people supporting this document are referring to what they say here is correct. It does not change that marriage is not between a man and a woman. However, we got problems. Now let's jump to paragraph 11. The church does not have the power to confer... It keeps using this word, liturgical blessing, when that would somehow offer a form of moral legitimacy to a union that is irregular. They keep saying liturgical blessing. So, paragraph 12 then says one must avoid the risk of reducing, though, the meaning of blessings to only this point of view. Ah, are we playing games? Or are we trying to be truly merciful within the teaching of the church? For it would lead us to expect the same moral conditions for a simple pastoral blessing that are called for in the reception of the sacraments. Such a risk requires that we broaden this perspective of blessings further that's what people have a problem with, with this document. You are redefining 2,000 years of church blessings. Actually, 5,000 years, if you go back to the Old Testament. That's the issue. They're saying, okay, we grant you, we're not going to do this in a liturgical blessing, but we're going to give a new form of blessing. It's going to be called a pastoral blessing question is, can you do that? If you can, then this document is fine. If you can't, we got some problems. Now, I'm going to jump all the way ahead to paragraph 21. People who come spontaneously to ask for a blessing show that they do not trust in their own strength alone, but have a need for God. Later, Cardinal Mueller is going to question that, and we'll get to it. All right, paragraph 25. For those seeking a blessing should be required to have prior moral perfection. No, that should not be required. They're saying if you left it only as a sacramental blessing, you would require people to have moral perfection. The document is saying that's not possible. People are broken, and so we shouldn't require that. So paragraph 28, no one can be prevented from this act of blessing, even if he or she lives in sin. Yeah, the person. We already have that kind of blessing. We already can bless people who are in sin. Not just liturgically. We can have our own words. The prayer, the pastor can, can give a blessing in his own words. Paragraph 30, the ordained minister joins in the prayer of those who, although in sin, desire God. All right? Okay. But here's where we get into the trouble. Let's go to our next slide. Section 3 of this document is titled, titled, Blessings of Couples in Irregular Situations and Couples of the Same Sex. There you see Father James Martin blessing a homosexual couple that he put on his Facebook page in celebration that now those living in sin, my friends that are homosexuals, will now be blessed by the church. Taking this beyond the scope of the document so let's finish with this paragraph 31. the church here they're saying is there is the possibility of blessings for couples in irregular situations and for couples of the same sex the form of which should be not fixed ritually again the liturgical view don't do that they say that is set by authorities to provide producing confusion with uh, the blessing given at marriage. They, They grant that. In such cases, a blessing may be imparted so that the human relationship may mature and grow in fidelity to the gospel, that they may be freed from their imperfection and frailties. Okay, now they're starting to say we're going to be blessing the relationship. Hoping it'll get better. You can't bless a sin to make it better. You bless the people to dispose them to receive the grace from God to make them better. See the difference? Paragraph 32, we're almost done. The church welcomes all who approach God with humble hearts, accompanying them with these spiritual aids. That enable everyone to understand and realize God's will fully in their existence. Okay, nothing wrong with that. Thirty-three. This is a blessing that, although not included in any liturgical rite, as I've been saying, unites intercessory prayer with the invocation of God's help by those who humbly turn to Him. Later, Cardinal Mueller asked the question: Do all people who come for this blessing really turn to God? or there some who don't want to leave their sin, but want to justify it by getting the blessing. If 100% of the people really were coming for this blessing, to leave sin behind and be changed, we wouldn't have a problem. But that's not reality. So, paragraph 35, therefore, the pastoral sensibility of ordained ministers should also be performed, be formed, to perform blessings spontaneously that are not found in the book of blessings. Now we see, not liturgical, not following the book of blessings, not confusing the marriage blessing. The priest makes it up from the heart to bless. Again, we do that today of the people. When you come up to me after mass, you say, Father, give me a blessing. I don't read from the book of blessings. I just say, Heavenly Father, we ask you send the Holy Spirit down upon Jim and Jan. We ask that you heal them of any ills of the mind, body, or soul. And we ask, through the intercession of our Blessed Mother Mary and St. Faustina, that may Almighty God bless you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. That's a spontaneous blessing. We've always done it. If somebody comes up to me and they're broken, living in a homosexual, same-sex relations, I don't ask them that first. If they ask me for a blessing, I give them that blessing. It disposes them as a person to receive God's grace when they go to confession. Go to confession. That's one of the things the document doesn't say. However, if two people come up to me wearing rainbow flags and saying, bless our union, Father, because we're getting a new house together tomorrow, two men or two women, bless our union so we can now go to Holy Communion because we're moving into our house tomorrow. We're an active pride community in this town, and I, I'm, we're doing that. I can't bless that union. And that's what my letter to my priest said. You can't bless that union. You can bless the individual persons, predispose them to grace, but you can't bless the act of sin. Now, here's where it really gets interesting. This is now we're jumping into paragraph 38. For this reason, one should neither provide for nor promote a ritual or liturgical blessing of couples in an irregular situation. They acknowledge that. At the same time, one should not prevent or prohibit the church's closeness to people in every situation, seeking God's help through a spontaneous, simple blessing. Mm. Three paragraphs left. Next, paragraph 39. To avoid any form of confusion or scandal, when the prayer of blessing is requested by a couple in an irregular situation, even though it is expressed outside of the rites and the liturgy, the blessing should never happen during the ceremony of a civil union. should never do that. Nor can it even be performed with clothing, gestures, or words that are proper to a wedding. So you, you got to disassociate it completely from a wedding. So paragraph 40 says there is no intention to legitimize anything here, but rather to open one's life to God, to ask for his help, to live better, and to invoke the Holy Spirit so that they can live the gospel. That's great if that's what everybody did that asked for a blessing. Last paragraph, 43. Therefore, even when a person's relationship with God is clouded by sin, he can always ask for a blessing, stretching out his hand to God. Is that true? Yes, it is. What I read to you, you got to be shaking your head and saying, Father, I still don't know what that means. Because it depends on how you define a couple. If you're talking about just a person it's fine even if that person is mired in sin but if you're talking about blessing the union the relationship that is outside of God's will not between one man and one woman in marriage it can't be done now let's get to the real crux of this I went through dozens and dozens of reports documents Brother Mark and I were up all night last night, and we think we found the answer. The answer seems to me, in everything I've read from everybody, to come from the former prefect of the Congregation of the Doctrine of the Faith, Cardinal Gerhard Mueller. He wrote, blessings for gay couples are blasphemous let's take a look at this slide that's cardinal Mueller on your screen right there now he states the document tries to affirm now we're going to be talking about the same document all those things i just read you and if you don't know what's going on let's listen to what cardinal Mueller says He says, the document tries to affirm that it is possible for a priest to bless, not liturgically, as we said, but privately, spontaneously, to bless couples who live in a sexual relationship outside of marriage, including same-sex couples. It was not discussed, he said, nor approved by the General Assembly of Cardinals or bishops of the dicastery. Now, that's a big question. How did this document get put through if it was never discussed by the General Assembly of Cardinals or the bishops of the dicastry? It comes from the dicastry of the the doctrine of the faith, but it was never talked about by the bishops. That's a problem. He says it acknowledges, the document, that what it proposes is new. Remember, we need a new form of blessing. And it is based primarily on pope francis's own views alone remember we do not have to follow even the pope in his own personal views we do not there are no biblical texts or texts of the fathers of the church or the doctors of the church or previous doctor, uh, documents of the magisterium to support these conclusions the last magisterial pronouncement about this matter was when i already mentioned by the cdf the congregation of the doctrine of the faith the Responsum, march 21st of 2021 which categorically rejected the possibility of blessing these unions both public and private public liturgically private, spontaneously. Both were rejected by this document of 2021. Hmm. He says this document recognizes that both the CDF responsum of 2021 and the traditional and binding teaching of blessings in the church do not permit blessings in situations that are contrary to God's law such as outside of marriage. He said this is clear for the sacraments, but also for all other blessings. Wow. Which the document keeps calling liturgical. These belong to what the church has called sacramentals. I already told you about that. As we see in the Rituale Romanum, Rituale Romanum, that says in order to accept the blessing of situations that are contrary to the gospel, which same-sex unions are, the DDF, or the Dicastery of the Doctrine of the Faith, proposes a solution. I read it to you. we got to expand and broaden the concept of a blessing. So a new, let's look at our next slide, Let's go back to number 12. A new concept of blessing is needed. This is slide number 12. One that goes beyond sacramental blessings in order to accompany pastorally the journey of those who live in sin. They're saying we need something new here. That could be a problem. That's the danger of saying we need to meet somebody where they're at. Yeah, God loves you where you're at, but he loves you too much to let you stay there. I want you to get better. Now, let's keep going. But this extension beyond the sacraments already takes place through other blessings in the Rituale Romanum. The church doesn't require the same moral conditions for a blessing as it does for a sacrament. Like the Eucharist, you've got to be in a state of grace. No sin. It doesn't say that about blessings. The church already does this. This happens, for example, in the case of a penitent who does not want to abandon a sinful situation, like in the confessional, but who can humbly ask for a personal blessing so that the Lord may give him light and strength to understand and follow the teachings of the gospel. Okay. You've been to Holy Communion at Mass. You see a person who comes up, knows they're not able to receive. What do they ask for? A blessing and please by the way when you come up if you cross your arms that means you don't want to receive but you want a blessing sometimes a lot of people will come up and they go like this they they want to be reverent covering their heart well no that means i don't want to receive i can't receive but i can still give you a blessing so the church already does this we already redo it it does not require a new kind of pastoral blessing, as Mueller says they're asking for in this document. It doesn't happen. It doesn't need to, I should say. So why then is it necessary to broaden the meaning of blessing? If the blessing is understood in the R- Roman ritual already, as we have it, goes beyond the blessing given in a sacrament that to, to sinners. That person in line can be a sinner. Or I should say, in the state of sin. The reason is that blessings contemplated by the Roman ritual are only possible, here's the key, with things, places, or circumstances that do not contradict the law or the spirit of the gospel. This declaration agrees with that. Fiducia supplicans agrees with that. That's why they're looking for a new way. And this is the point that the DDF wants to overcome, according to Mueller, since it wants to bless couples in circumstances that are contrary to the gospel. They know you can't bless them liturgically. They know they can't bless them sacramentally. So they're, Mueller's saying they're trying to come up with a new way. The question is, can you do that? So we Marians stopped that by saying, you just don't bless the union at all. That that takes away all ambiguity. You bless the person, not the union, not the relationship, not the sin. This declaration invents a new category, he says, of blessings beyond those associated with either the sacrament or the blessing as the church gives to those who are still in sin, but not the union. He goes on. This document says that there are non-liturgical blessings that belong to popular piety, and we need to recreate a new category. So now there will be three kinds of blessings. This is the former prefect of the congregation of the doctrine of the faith. So I think he knows what he's talking about. He says, now we have a problem because there will be three kinds of blessings. The two that already exist and have forever. And now we're going to add a third. In order to do what they want to do, bless something that's outside the will of God, you got to create a third category. Because the first two categories, you could only bless people and things that are within the will of God. You can't bless an abortion clinic. You can't bless an abortion being happened, and you can't bless a sin. What he's saying is they're trying to create a new category, a third category, a blessing that will allow you to do that. Now, maybe Cardinal Fernandez this morning has clarified this. So if you're watching this video and you're yelling at me on the screen saying, Father, Cardinal Fernandez already clarified this. Maybe he did, but I haven't read it yet or saw it yet. So we have three kinds of blessings. A, prayers associated with the sacraments. That's what we've been talking about, the liturgical. Asking that the person be in the proper state of grace to receive the sacraments, like marriage. The blessing that goes in the sacrament of marriage. you got to be in a state of grace. Please don't get married without going to communion, uh, confession. <clears throat> Second, B, blessings as contained in the roman ritual as catholic doctrine that have always been understood which can be addressed to persons even in sin i can bless you even if you're in state of mortal sin when you come up for communion but the church is clear not a blessing for things places or circumstances that contradict the law or the spirit of the gospel This can't be done. As I said, like a woman who's had an abortion, she could be blessed, but not the abortion clinic. Those are the two I just described that we've always had in the church. Now, according to Cardinal Mueller, you're going to have a third category. The new blessings proposed by this document that would be called pastoral blessings, not liturgical, not ritual blessings, therefore they would no longer have the limitation of those ritual blessings of the type b i just explained they could be applied not only to the persons in sin which we do now as in the ritual blessings but also to things places or circumstances that are contrary to the will of god and the gospel Now, the picture looks clear. Is there an effort trying to open the door to create a new level of blessing to bless something that is contrary to the will of God? If it is, it's problematic. So, he says these C types of blessings, type C, or the third, or pastoral blessings, are new. There is no basis for this new usage in the biblical text cited by this document, nor in any previous statement of the magisterium. Uh Uh-oh. The blessing according to the Roman ritual, type B, allows a priest to bless someone in sin. This is true. The innovative new pastoral blessing of type C that this document's trying to create, in contrast, goes beyond this. Because one could now give a blessing to a reality, such as the homosexual relationship, that is contrary to God's law. Can't have it. In fact, according to the criterion of this type of blessing, one could even bless that abortion clinic. Now we have a problem. So how does it differ from the blessing that we have in the Roman ritual, the type B? The difference is not in the fact that it's spontaneous or private, we already have that in type B. You could use either the, I could bless you using the book of blessings or I could bless you with my own words. We already have that. But I'm blessing you as a person. You exist not contrary to the will of God. But I can't bless what you do if that is contrary to the will of God. See that? You with me? And so, difference is not the fact that they can give a spontaneous, private blessing. This is already possible in the type B blessings. They don't need to be regulated by the Roman ritual. What it seems different, the innovative pastoral blessing that's created ad hoc, when needed, whenever I want to bless situations that are contrary to the law and spirit of God, we have to create this new category. Notice, he says, that not only sinful persons are blessed here, but that by blessing the couple, it is the sinful relationship itself that is blessed. That's why Father Don and I wrote that letter. You cannot bless the same sex union or relationship. So we are trying to combat the possibility that's what this document is trying to do. I can't claim that's what this document is trying to do. What we are trying to do is say, just keep the blessing the way it is now. We're not gonna allow this third category of blessing in case that's what it's trying to do. That's the difference. God cannot send his grace upon a relationship that is directly opposed to him. If you are living in an active sexual relationship outside of marriage, God's grace cannot be in that relationship. They can't. Therefore, if this blessing were given, its only effect would be to confuse the people who receive it or those who witness it. If you notice my letter, and I wrote that letter before I saw this article, I said, in order to prevent confusion, we cannot bless these couples if the word couple means their relationship. Wow. If that happened, they would think that God has blessed what he cannot bless. It's neither pastoral, nor is it a blessing. It's a sin. God can't bless that. Blessing a reality that is contrary to God's will is impossible. And Cardinal Mueller calls it blasphemy. It's not a question of blessing persons that are in sin. We've always done that. It's blessing their very union. We've never done that. So it is precisely for this purpose that a new kind of blessing is created. That was right in Paragraph 12. Let me read paragraph 12 again. Paragraph 12. One must avoid the risk of reducing the meaning of blessings to this point of view alone, for it would lead us to expect the same moral conditions as a simple blessing that are called for in the sacraments. We need to broaden our perspective. We need to call for a new kind of blessing. And uh-uh. And so a blessing is acceptable for those who ask for a blessing for themselves, but not for those who ask for a blessing of an irregular couple. You got that? Okay. Wrapping up. Those who ask for a blessing to seek to justify their relationship before God don't realize that it is exactly their relationship that separates them from God. If your relationship is non-sacramental, you are in a sexual relationship, heterosexual or homosexual, that's not in marriage, your very union prohibits God from entering the relationship. So here's the point, everybody your relationship is a roadblock to god's grace why would we bless the roadblock let's suppose you're driving down the road and you want to get to where you're going when we get in the car what do we do we 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 bless the trip we bless the people in the car but all of a sudden if there's a roadblock that's going to prohibit us from getting to where we're going We don't bless the roadblock, we remove the roadblock so that we can accomplish what we are meant to do. An irregular relationship is the roadblock to your union with God. Why do we want to bless something blocking God in your life? That's an offense to God. That's a problem for God. And so, it is even possible to give a non-liturgical blessing i don't need to read the the right a blessing which does not officially represent the teaching of the church is it even possible here's the interesting point so let me read that again is it even possible to give a non-liturgical blessing even what i bless there with the people coming up is a form of liturgical blessing and father matt showed me this yesterday he said basically to the church all blessings are liturgical the only difference is if i use their words or my own private words but father matt pointed out to me yesterday that all blessings are liturgical as long as they're blessing people or circumstances that are within his will whether i use the words of the church or I create my own private words. He said they're all liturgical. So, is it even possible to give a non liturgical blessing, a blessing which does not officially represent the teaching of the church? The answer is no. You can't give a blessing which is not officially representing the teaching of the church. It is not whether the rites are officially approved or rather that you spontaneously make up the words. That's not it. The question is whether the one giving the blessing is a priest or not. Because if he is, he's a representative of Christ. And that has to be within God's will. So this document affirms that there is no problem for the priest to join in the prayer. Remember I told you when I read paragraph 30? that We just want the priest to join in the prayer. And remember I said later, Cardinal Mueller's going to have a problem with that. Here's why. Because in this blessing, the priest does not simply join their prayer. He rather invokes the descent of God's gift upon the relationship. And if it's contrary to God's will, can't happen. One can only accept that it is good to bless these unions even in a pastoral way, if one believes that such unions are contrary to the law of God. Now, let me read that again. One can only accept that it is good to bless these unions. The only way that I can say blessing your same-sex union is good, even for pastoral reasons, is that if I believe that that union is not contrary to the law of God. The problem is, we all know It's contrary to the law of God, says it in the Bible. So he says to finish, it follows that as long as Pope Francis continues to affirm that homosexual unions are always contrary to God's law, then he's, this document contradicts his teaching. He is implicitly affirming that such blessings cannot be given this is fascinating i'm not attacking pope francis i'm not attacking this document because if the document truly is meant to be pastoral then just take out the word couple say we want to bless persons in irregular unions but then again we would just be doing what the church has already done when you come to me for a blessing i don't ask you if you're living in a homosexual relationship, I bless you. But I'm not blessing your union. If you told me, Father, bless my same-sex union, and here's John, my partner, bless us as a same-sex couple, I can't. And what Cardinal Mueller is masterfully saying is this. The only way you can bless something is if you declare it good. And so if we're going to bless a same-sex union, we have to declare it good. Problem is, you can't declare something contrary to God's will as good. You see the point? Fascinating. And so he goes on that if Pope Francis affirms that these unions are contrary to God's law, which he has, then he's affirming that such blessings can't be given. I'm just using logic here. The teaching of this document is therefore self-contradictory and thus requires further clarification, he says. Fascinating. Priests should proclaim God's love and goodness to all people and also help with counsel and prayer for sinners and those who are weak and keep sinning. Yes, bless the sinner cannot bless the sin. This is very different from pointing out to them with some self-invented way that God is not going to demand you leave sin. Don't worry about it. You're hiding the fact that sin distanced you from God. Am I saying that we don't bless people? We bless all people, no matter how broken they are. But get a blessing, yeah, get ready to go to confession. Well, bless you. You were created good. Every living being was created good. That's why we can bless people. I cannot bless an abortion clinic. I cannot bless a same-sex union or even a same-sex couple. Well, Father, couple means just the people. Yeah, but it also most often means the sexual union between them. That is a couple. You ever hear everybody say, oh, yeah, they're a couple. That means they're together. Not the adjective. There was a couple people in line. We're talking about the noun. They're a couple. That's the problem. It's just that one word. And it's trying to create a new level of blessing, if that's true. Again, I'm not speaking authoritatively here. Please. I, I, I have no way to do that, and I'm not attempting to do that. I'm trying to explain why the Marians took the position they did, because a lot of people think we're too harsh. I got letters, and people are thinking we're we're not being pastoral. No, being pastoral is following church law, all right? So to wrap up, the last line here, it says here, um, priests should proclaim God's love and goodness to all people, and to help them to avoid sin. This is very different from pointing out some as I said, self-invented way that God is not gonna demand anything from you. Oh, just keep sinning. No. There is no blessing, public or private, of a sinful living condition that contradicts God's will. That's it. Now again, Cardinal Fernandez has come out. I'm going to watch that immediately today. And, and, and hopefully he's clarified everything I've said here. Maybe he'll come out and say, we're not asking for a third level of blessing because of da-da-da-da-da. We're not asking to bless the union, which is what the document says. And maybe he'll explain it more. So that is it for the teaching. I'm now going to finish with reading our letter. Part of it, I don't want to read the whole thing. From our general superior, Father Joseph Roche, and our general curia in Rome, our general council, I have never been more confirmed in my priesthood and in, in, in being a Marian than I was, and how grateful I am to our general council in Rome that backed Father Don Calloway and me as the provincial superior and the vicar in our statement to the province, to the Marian priests and deacons, that we cannot bless same-sex unions. We bless the people, not the sin. And after I issued that, Rome came forward with a statement. I was praying that that statement supported us, because we fully believe we are supporting the truth of the church not only did it support us it went way beyond in the most beautiful way so i finish now with reading a few short paragraphs from this statement of the circular letter of our marian official statement on this document there you see just a picture of the the official document that came because this is a document that gives our marian position many of you have asked father please make a statement. Here it is. Our founder, that's Stanislaus Pepchinski, promised reasonable, reasonably understood obedience. Notice that. Reasonably understood obedience to the Pope, to His Holiness, the Vicar of Jesus Christ, and to His delegated official authorities. I love this. Father Joe wrote, this means not a blind obedience, but an obedience which is accompanied by a rational understanding in the light of the continuing tradition of our church. They are not being disobedient. I am not being disobedient. This document was not declared ex cathedra. It admits its pope's Francis' own opinion on ministry and pastoral activity. We are trying to protect our priests in case this is something new. Now, if we're wrong, and Cardinal Fernandez clarifies, then we step back. Our general council in Rome are five solid, beautiful priests of God. And and as a Marian, I am honored that they are standing for the truth, even though we will get criticized. And I invite any other religious communities out there, protect the truth. So our council goes on. This means not a blind obedience, but an obedience, which is accompanied by a rational understanding in the light of the continuing tradition of our church. This newest declaration that we've been talking about makes reference to a responsum of the Congregation for the Doctrine of the Faith dated February 22nd, 2021. It asks the question, does the church have the power to give the blessings to unions of persons of the same sex? The response was no. So we're following that. God does not and cannot bless sin. He blesses sinful man so that what he may recognize that he is a part of his plan of love and allow himself to be changed by God. He, in fact, takes us as we are, but never leaves us as we are. Beautiful this new declaration upholds the church's teaching on marriage so yes there's good in it this new declaration upholds the church's teaching on marriage our council is not trashing pope francis nor this document not at all they're trying to stand for the truth so he says this declaration upholds the church's teaching on marriage and prohibits any type of liturgical blessing of any type of irregular union which could be confused with marriage. Again, even this document says you can't do it liturgically. You can't make it look like a marriage. The Declaration has no intention of legitimizing anything outside of sacramental marriage. So again, that's what I did on my little video short. Where I said this document does not redefine marriage. It does not change your teaching. And all of you just, boy, did I get trashed. I'm standing with our council. They are correct. This is what the document says. What the document seeks to do, however, at least it seems, is to expand the understanding of blessings. Just read it in the document. We need to expand the understanding of blessings. Cardinal Mueller says this is the problem. Our general council is saying this is the problem. When a blessing is invoked on a particular human relationship, so get this, when a blessing is invoked on a particular human relationship, in addition to the right intention of those who are involved, it is necessary that what is blessed be objectively and positively ordered to receive and express grace, meaning it has to be of God according to the designs of God inscribed in creation." In other words, you can't bless something contrary to the will of God. Same-sex unions are contrary to the will of God. Therefore, only those realities which are in themselves ordered to serve those ends, meaning God's will, are congruent with the essence of the blessing imparted by the church. Beautiful. For this reason, it is not licit to impart a blessing on relationships or partnerships, even stable, that involve sexual activity outside of marriage, sacramental marriage, not legal marriage, as is the case of the unions between persons of the same sex. The present document differentiates between liturgical blessings, as explained, that I've I've been explaining to you, and a different category of blessings, newly created called pastoral blessings, that are given in a spontaneous way to those who request it, even to those who are living in irregular unions. The Declaration quotes Pope Francis, who states, quote, When one asks for a blessing, one is expressing a petition for God's assistance, a plea to live better, and confidence in a Father who can help us live better. That's good. Last couple paragraphs. The declaration, though, goes on to say in paragraph 21, people who come spontaneously to ask for a blessing show that by this request, They do not trust in their own strength alone, but they show their need for God. I read that to you. That sounds good. But our council went on to say, sadly, not all of those living in irregular unions who approach the church asking for a blessing are open to a conversion. They're trying to prove a political agenda. John and Joe can now Receive Holy Communion because Father Chris blessed them. That means the church blessed them. That means their homosexual activity at home is okay. That is why I, supported by our general council in Rome, are saying we cannot do this. And we pray other bishops, I read your whole list of them, will follow suit and other religious communities will follow suit. There, and and thank God that we have the Marians, you are supporting a community that is 100% dedicated to the truth. I've never seen another community like this one. There are those who seek the approval of the church for their lifestyle and who fully intend to continue to live in sin. You don't think this is a reality? This was never mentioned in that document. Praise be to God for the Marian General Council to point it out. The CDF, the Congregation of the Doctrine of the Faith, 2021 explanatory note stated, the church cannot bless sin. This declaration states many times that the proposed pastoral blessing, this new blessing, this type 3 or type C, should not be confused with a blessing of a union which resembles a marriage, we said that. Even they admit they can't do that. However, the very act of blessing a couple in an irregular union could cause, could, could cause that type of confusion rather than avoid it. That was what my letter said. Guys, we can't bless these unions because it'll confuse people that we're blessing a sin. The declaration states that the pastoral blessings can be seen as a type of evangelization. This is why a lot of people read it and say, oh, this is good. Calling the couple to live with greater faithfulness. This is good. But the reality, with the wisdom of our general counsel and our general superior, Father Joe, but there is a danger that those seeking the blessing could rather see it as a permission to continue to live in sin with the blessing of the church. When a priest gives a blessing, he doesn't simply represent himself. He represents the church. So his blessing gives church approval. We cannot do that. God bless our general counsel. Last part. Catechism 2357 states unequivocally, homosexual acts are intrinsically disordered. They are contrary to the natural law. They close the sexual act to the gift of life, and under no circumstances can they be approved. This is the constant teaching of the church. So, they say, to sum up, the Declaration doesn't force anyone to give such a blessing. It opens up the possibility of giving such a blessing. The declaration calls for us in number 39, paragraph 39, to take precautions to avoid any form of confusion. Well, guess what I just did? You can't bless the union. That's what the document tells us. You got to do everything you can to avoid confusion. Well, I'm doing that by saying my priest cannot, our priest cannot bless the union, the couple. You bless the people, not the sin. It says in paragraph 39 that we must take precautions to avoid any form of confusion or scandal when the prayer of blessing is requested by a couple in an irregular situation. Blessing a couple in an irregular situation, including same-sex couples, with a spon- even just a spontaneous pastoral blessing could lead to confusion. Because while the union is not overtly being blessed, even the document says, well, we're not blessing the union. The relationship between the couple could be seen by them to be legitimate. This is the words of the Holy Spirit, in my opinion. The words of the Holy Spirit. God bless our general counsel. Therefore, after having received the approval of the general counsel, this is the words of our superior general, Father Joe, I direct our confreres to not bless couples in irregular situations or same-sex couples where we work. The purpose is not to confuse the faithful. Let me repeat, the purpose is to not confuse the faithful or to create scandal by seeming to legitimize a lifestyle that is not in keeping with the official teaching of the church. We can therefore prudently follow the advice of the explanatory note from the CDF document in 2021, quote, the blessing, this kind of blessing of same-sex unions would manifest not the intention to entrust such individual persons to the protection and the help of God, but to approve and encourage a choice and a way of life that cannot be recognized as ordered to the revealed plans of God." End quote. Thank you for your time and willingness to listen. This is a very difficult explanation. And I covered a lot here with you today. Do we have all the answers as Marian fathers? Absolutely not. But do we know the truth as Marian fathers is revealed by God? Yes, we do. And that's what we're standing with. I want to give thanks to Father Don Calloway because he's the one who really opened my mind to all this. I want to give thanks to Brother Mark who spent hours and hours with me pining through documents and, and online resources and church documents. And I'd like to thank all my brothers who have supported us in this position of the truth. You as Marian helpers can rest assured that with the Marian Fathers, you are only going to get the truth that has been revealed by God. You're not going to be fed an agenda. And we don't know there's an agenda. We're not trying to say there is. All we're saying is just in case, we're putting in this level of protection. We are not insensitive. We are not unmerciful. In fact, we are the priests of mercy like the Fathers of Mercy in in Kentucky. Beautiful group of men. They're the same as I am and and the Marian Fathers and and our council and all our Marian brothers. They stand for the truth. I spoke to Father Wade Meninez, a good friend of mine at the Fathers of Mercy. Takes it the same way. Praise be to God. We give thanks to our General Council for supporting our province in this measure of the truth but pray for our church we have to pray hard that if there is no agenda and this truly is meant to be pastoral we'll figure out a way to do it just may not be this exact way of creating something new may be better to go back clarify maybe even remove the word couple then we don't have an issue praise be to god that maybe the Church is seeing that. Again, I I don't know what Cardinal Fernandez said, but I'm going to open my heart to it. And I ask you to as well. I'm not bashing Pope Francis here. I'm not even bashing this document. I'm just saying there's some points of clarification that we, Miriam, Father, stand united that needs to be looked at. And so, we thank you for your listening, and we thank you for you also standing for the truth. The Lord be with you and with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless you. Thank you.
1: Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world.